Your attitude, not your aptitude, will determine your altitude. And that's a quote by Zig Ziglar. And I love this quote because it captures the essence of Chapter 10, Rat Race Reboot, and how your attitude can play a pivotal role in achieving success. So stick around for today's episode. The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to Rat Race Reboot. I'm your host, Laura Noel. And as a certified coach and former 27-year military leader, each week I provide bite-sized mindset pivots that will help you reset your mind, reawaken your spirit, and regain your control. Welcome back to another episode of Rat Race Reboot, where I'm diving into chapter 10 of my book, and it's Create an Attitude of Success. Attitude is everything. Attitude is the composite of your thoughts, your feelings, and action. And if you've been following me for any length of time, that's a really important recipe for success because that sets you up to take inspired action, action steps that are in harmony with your goal. Last chapter, we talked about self-image and our internal thoughts and how sometimes we can be out of alignment with what we consciously believe we can do and achieve versus what we feel we can do on a subconscious level in our paradigms. And so attitude can help us shift and help us get into alignment, we call it praxis, um, so that we can see the the solutions all around us. We know to leverage the opportunities around us and which ones to leverage, which ones are in harmony with what we want, not the ones that are in harmony with our fears. And it all starts with attitude. So I'm going to share a little story. It's kind of embarrassing, but I go into a little bit more detail in the book. And um, hopefully, if we have time, I'll walk you through a little exercise that is also in the book so you can read up on that. But when I was in the Air Force Band, I had just come on board. It was in the early 90s. Um, I had come off of a two-year tour with a group called Tops and Blue. And we were an entertainment group, and we did USO type of tours all around the world. And I was a, a vocalist dancer in the show. And I auditioned for the Air Force Band the second year that I was with Thompson Blue. And I got accepted into the band, became a vocalist. And my very first duty station was in Warner Robins, Georgia, the Air Force Band of uh, the Band of the Air Force Reserve. And back then, this was in the mid 90s, the D.A.R.E. program was really going strong. And that was where. Uh, that the whole don't do drugs campaign came out and police officers were really getting involved and in going to the schools and talking to kids. And um, our mission in this particular band was to align with those schools and travel all around the country and do these uh, D.A.R.E. program type of shows in the elementary schools. And so that was a really cool mission. And uh, oftentimes, this was these little third through fifth graders first time seeing a concert. And so we had a lighting engineer come in from Nashville and we would have the fog and smoke machines and the lighting and a full band with a horn section and two vocalists. And we had sequin costumes. And, but here's the thing. I 
came into the band and they uh, they said, here's your cassette tape of the songs you need to learn. And I know I'm aging myself here. And I was like, oh, all right, cool. So I'm listening to the songs and they, they are, um, somebody had written a couple of raps. And so I had to rap and I didn't know how to rap. And I felt I saw myself as a big dork. I saw myself as a nerd. I saw myself as not being able to do this. This isn't what I do. I sing Celine Dion. That's who I, that's what I do. Um, And so it just didn't fit my self image. So we talked in the last chapter about how our self image can influence our behavior. And we're oftentimes not even consciously aware. We are just kind of moving in autopilot in harmony with how we see ourselves and in, in, in the context of the world and in the context of any challenge. So I would find myself trying to avoid learning these songs. I wouldn't be prepared for rehearsal, which is not like me. I'm uber prepared for things. I would um, ask if we could change the songs. If I would look for other ones that might be have the same message, but wouldn't be a rap. So I wouldn't have to do it. I would ask the other vocalist if he wanted to take the rap and I could do a little bit of the singing part of it. Um, and so anyway, long story short, I had to do the rap and we had to go to inner city Philadelphia and we did our first two shows there. All right. So your self image influences what you do right? But it also influences the energy that you put out there. So if you're not feeling confident, if you're feeling like I was feeling like a dork, I was feeling like a nerd, I I was feeling like I, you know, I couldn't do this. Even though I knew how to act confident, because I was a performer, I knew how to carry myself on stage. I didn't feel confident. And the audience picked up on that big time. So what had happened was, we start the show and um, the male vocalist comes through the aisle and he's doing his rap and he's doing a great job. And the kids are like, yeah, yeah. And then he goes, Laura, it's on you. So what you gonna do? And the light shone on me. The spotlight came over. I didn't even have a chance to utter a word. And those kids, like 500 kids were like, ah, ha, 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 ha. they were laughing at me and pointing. Okay. So I went through the show. I didn't let that bring me down, but I you know, had to walk through the audience of these kids laughing at me, pointing. I get on the stage, we finish the song, and then midway through the show, I um, sang some Mariah Carey stuff that I loved and that they loved, and then I won them over. And then by the end of the show, we had like a little battle of the 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 room like the male vocalist took one half I took the other and they were happy to be on my team and, and on his too and that felt good so I always won them over so I did the second show we had four shows at that school two in the morning two in the afternoon same thing happened I had time over lunch to reflect and I was like this is not happening again one I developed my confidence in doing those two shows, getting laughed at <laughs> because I didn't fall and fall down and die. I got through it and I won them over. So I knew I could do it. And so I started working on developing my confidence and looking for the things that I did do well. And 
the energy that I brought forth when I did win them over? How could I infuse that in the first part of the show? Fast forward to the afternoon. It's on you. So what you gonna do? And the spotlight comes over to me and the kids went, ah, Hey, ah. they were yeah, they were on board with me and I never had an issue again. The only thing that I changed was my attitude and how I saw myself. That reflected in my actions and then that reflected that action created a reaction from the audience because of the energy that I was putting out there. So you can engage in the same activity, but it's your mindset behind that engagement that dictates the response that you'll get and the results that you get. So in the book, Rat Race Reboot, I walk you through an exercise that I took myself through to help me overcome Um, And I call this the attitude adjustment. And basically, and I'll walk through this in the book, so get your copy, but very quickly, I'll give you the finer points. First is you want to take a situation where you're challenged, just like I was before that show, where you're not getting the results that you want. And you want to write down the way it is, the ugliness, the goodness, all of it, write it out, how you feel, the thoughts that you're thinking, all of that, write it down, the action steps that you're taking or the action steps that you're avoiding and write it out. Then you, uh, as you're reading what you've written down, reflect back to that situation and think about the thoughts that you usually have when you're engaging in that situation. What are the thoughts? Like my example, what were some of the thoughts before I got on stage? Oh my God, I have to do this horrid song. I hate this song. I'm a nerd. I feel like a dork. Literally, that was the language I was using to myself before I would go on stage. Horrible. <laughs> so what what self-talk are you having before you engage in that activity? And then when you're reading what you've written, the thoughts that you have, what feelings come up for you? Like for me, I could feel the little pit in this, you know, the that feeling in the pit of my stomach. I could feel the tension in my shoulders. My mouth would get all dry because I would feel nervous. So what are the feelings you're having? I would feel anxious. You know, those might be, you know, some other emotions that bubble up for you. Now, wipe that clean and write down how you want the situation to end up. How do you want it to be? How do you want to feel? What thoughts do you want to have when you're engaging in this activity and before you're you're engaging in this activity? In my case, how did I want the audience to respond to me? How did I want to be on stage? Um, I wanted to enjoy myself. I'm a performer. I'm a vocalist. I want people to feel entertained and feel good about their experience. I want to feel good about the experience. I wanted to have thoughts more empowering thoughts. So what would be some more empowering thoughts you could have if your situation was unfolding the way you want it? And then as you read those thoughts that you've written and that paragraph of how you want the situation to unfold, what are your feelings? What feelings are bubbling up? Do you actually feel hopeful or energized or enthused or creative? What is that for you? And then the last piece of this is the inspired action piece. What do you feel inspired to do? 
that action, that idea is in harmony with what you want, not with the fear of what you don't want. That's inspired action. Go and take it and read more about it in the book, Rat Race Reboot. Again, go to ratracereboot.com. Leave us a five-star review. Leave us a comment or questions you might have. I read those. Also snag your first chapter on me and then grab yourself a copy of the book. And remember, everything is created twice. First in your mind, always, and then in physical form. We'll see you next week. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates. 